hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Two Moms and Some Labels. Two Moms and Some Labels is a platform for parents and caregivers caring for a child with a disability to come together in a shared space, a network to, to gain ideas on just how to persevere through these challenging times. My name is Brittany. And I'm Nicole. And today we have a very special, special guest with us today. Um, I mean, we are going to talk about rehab, um, you know, PTLT, speech, things like that. And um, I mean, this, we've talked to PTs and OTs before, but this is different, okay? This is a different type of experience. This is a different type of, um, you know, environment for the children. And I think this is so important for us to share with the community and just let you guys know about this resource. As always, we want you guys to be informed and know what is out there and available to you and your family. So with that being said, I want to let Lori go ahead and take it away and introduce herself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. My name is Lori Allen and I am a speech therapist. I've been one for 27 years and I've spent my whole career in toddlers. Um, so my specialty is clearly autism, but I've treated lots of things in my career. I'm very comfortable with lots of things. Um, I started at FSU and I stayed on at FSU after I got my um, master's degree doing autism research on an NIH grant there. So I got some really incredible experience about early identification, which is what I think is such a huge key to really helping families. So that one thing led to another, getting involved with early steps, working at Wolfson's. I kind of got all of the different um, areas of my career different expertise, different people feeding into me, different learning environments, and it's kind of led us to the present day. Wow. I mean, that all right there is just a plethora of just experience and knowledge. And it's just so amazing to know that, you know, there is a uh, therapist that has been through it, they've experienced it, you know, dealt with it hands on, and is helping our children, um, especially those with autism and the community. So mm -hmm. that is so awesome. And so um, let's talk a little bit about the business. Um, I mean, yes. what is the name of the business and how did it get started? So it's called Tribe Rehabilitation, and we named it Tribe because the core of our being is to allow families with disabilities to have a community and feel acceptance so that they have a place where they go and feel comfortable. And that's their normal. It's not, you know, any fitting into this or fitting into that, but there is an open arm welcome environment. So we do have um, the ability to build insurances, but we also have the nonprofit. Tribe is a nonprofit. And with that, we raise money to really just love on families in all different ways. So the idea that we had, um, I'm a partner with Cameron McWilliams. She's an occupational therapist. And we met at Wilson's about 10 years ago. And we both worked at Wilson's together, which was a great experience for both of us. And we loved our time there. But as both of us were kind of um, having some doors closed and just feel like something new was coming, yeah. we started thinking of this concept of tribe. And the whole point was that it can be really hard for a family when they have spent 
a lot of time in a medical setting to continually get treatment at a medical setting. So, you know, the parking garage and entering a hospital, that can be just anxiety provoking in itself. Mm -hmm. What we wanted to do was buy a house. And in this house, we wanted it to be where you come over to our house and play. You're not coming um, to therapy. So um, we kind of, I kind of had this idea. So I started looking and I got a realtor and I walked into this 1938 historic home in Riverside. Wow. And I said, this house was built for me 40 years before I was born. <laughs> it was perfect. It was not even on the market. Um, we, called them, <laughs> we called them in the living room. I said, whatever you want, I'll make a full price offer. And we signed a contract that night. It was wow. just a miracle. Um, we were expecting to take about a year to get off the ground. And instead, that was um, right around Thanksgiving in December. We incorporated Tribe. In um, January, we closed on the house. I stopped working on April 3rd, and we opened on April 10th. Wow. And we are rounding off our 900th visit um, wow. this week. So it's been a complete roller coaster. But what has been so amazing is the outpouring of community and people just loving on us. Like when we opened, we would arrive during the day and there would just be toys on our front door. Like people wow. have just been so generous and caring. Um, so what has given us the ability to do is the house is adorable. We have a beautiful backyard. Somebody donated a full play structure. We have wow. bikes. We learned to ride bikes on the sidewalk. We cook in the kitchen. We learned to wash our hands in the bathroom. Um, so we turned one of our, our larger master bedroom, we turned into a full sensory gym. It looks just mm -hmm. like any sensory gym you would go to in a clinic. Um, our dining room is a waiting area and we've got a guinea pig and we've got fish. We've got a cat. So we've got this whole kind of very natural environment, but it's still a very, um, it's still a rehab center. We are still highly skilled. We're billing insurances. We're running um, kind of undercover as a fully functioning rehab center with occupational speech and physical therapy. But on the outside, it looks like you're just coming over to hang out. So, you know, it, it's been wonderful. But through the nonprofit, we've been able to also establish things like meet and greets. So we hang out in different places in the community. And we had one this past weekend at Dofi, which is a great place to check out if you have not already in the world okay. of autism. Um, but he opened up, he welcomed us with open arms to bring our wild crew. And <laughs> it was so neat because we had seven toddlers with autism hanging out together, playing at the table. And one of the moms came in and she commented, she's like, That's this amazing. just feels so, she's like, I hate to use the word, but she's like, it just feels so normal to like be right. here and have all these kids playing in a restaurant and we can all hang out. So that is in our mission statement is to build community. And that community is for us to get out and um, step out together because it's scary as a parent with a disability yeah. to think about going to these places. But if you go with seven other families and they all have yeah. children just like yours, That's then you're true. like, oh, we're the gang, you know, <laughs> you want to be us now. <laughs> so, um, it, it's really it. autism and disability in a completely different lens and celebrating the uniqueness for the kids and not thinking about what they can't do, but thinking about all the things that we can do. 
and um, also supporting families when it does get hard. We're there and, you know, helping them get through it. So the wonderful thing, too, about the nonprofit is we've been able to meet lots of needs for the family. So they'll come in and say, you know, we're having car seat issues or we're having transportation issues or, you know, my my spouse was just incarcerated. You know, that brings a lot of issues. And when I was working in a clinic, I never had the ability to really care for families mm. like we can now. So we can think out of the box and we can go after donors or we can go after resources that I really couldn't before. So this is loving on the whole family. Um, and boy, do they come. When they come, the whole family comes. Oh. So we've got <laughs> grandmas and aunties and you know all we'll have seven or eight people show up and the funny thing is is we wanted to build a comfortable environment but they don't leave either right. <laughs> they're hanging out in the living room and they're making friends and talking and That's i'll go in the parking lot and they're still there an hour later you know hanging out and talking so wow. we're trying to find you know connection when for families with disabilities to be able to talk to other families because the biggest thing that I hear is I feel so isolated and mm -hmm. I'm the only one and I'm dealing with this and nobody understands and it's so true. So even if for a small group of people, we can show you that we do understand and you're not the only one and everything mm -hmm. you're feeling is completely normal and mm -hmm. appropriate. And here's other friends that you can talk to and hang out with and let's just have fun. We're just having fun. So mm -hmm. it's I crazy. <laughs> Yeah, well, and but it's yeah, great. and that's so true that. because you know, like we talked about that all the time, me and Nicole, about how you know we felt like everybody is just kind of in their own little bubble. And I know just being a special needs parent, like it gets hectic sometimes. And you know, I was like, if you need something, you know, we can help. But really, it's like, okay, can we really help because we're dealing with our own stuff at home, or mm -hmm. do we know where to turn to, or who do we turn to? Like we talk about the different counties and it's like everybody has their own little group in their county. But if we can all come together as, you know, like one unit and provide support to each other, like we could yeah. just share so much more information and help each other out mm -hmm. more and just become more of like a community and help one another. Um, mm -hmm. Like I was talking to a, another mom of a child with special needs and she was like, you know, we all need to... Um, spend time with our spouses or our significant others. Yes. And a lot of times we don't get to do that. And, you know, that relationship, it can get a little rough mm -hmm. because we're busy focusing on our child with special needs. And she was like, I don't mind, you know, donating my time to you. If you want to go out and spend time with your partner, mm -hmm. like, I don't want money. I just, I would like for, you know, you to maybe babysit for me. So, yes. you know, that's how we can exchange an exchange of services to one another because, you know, that would work so well because we both have experience dealing with, you know, different medical complexities and issues mm -hmm. with our children. So, you know, it makes so much mm -hmm. sense in going out and trying to find a babysitter and vet them and see if they have experience and they're really qualified and really will put that care into our child that we have for our children um, that no one else really has the true, um, you know, experience of giving to a child that has these medical needs, you know, special needs. So I'm like, mm -hmm. that is such a good idea. But if we could all come together and do more of this, you know, maybe our lives would be just a little bit more easier. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we could just become more of a 
a community for one another support system. And, um, mm-hmm. and then also, you know, going back to how you guys provide this, um, you know, I would compare it to kind of like a Montessori environment, you know, mm-hmm. um, for the children. I was just talking with my significant other about how my son just went for a speech evaluation and he did the evaluation. And then it was like, okay, I don't think he's doing this and that. And, you know, we're hearing all these things, but when he comes home, then he's, you know, yeah. making all these sounds mm-hmm. and doing all, you know, mm-hmm. talking with his brother and, and babbling and all that. And I'm just like, you know, he was not in his nat- in a natural environment. Mm-hmm. He was right. somewhere new. He was so, so with someone he's never seen before and, you know, with things he's never seen. So, you know, it makes it more challenging mm-hmm. and um, a more uncomfortable mm-hmm. for that child to be able to do what their full potential is because they don't know, you know, it's a new environment and they're not sure of, you know, mm-hmm. how they should react to that environment. So that is so yeah. important. Absolutely. That you know, that mm-hmm. and providing that type of structure and environment for the children mm-hmm. uh, to be able to exhibit their best, you know, mm-hmm. and show their best in their most natural environment. So what better way than to be at a home, you know, just like when they're at home and yeah. practicing and doing those skills when they're at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is what is so important, what makes you guys so different than, you know, the other therapy places that we have interviewed or even just going into the medical setting, like you were saying. And that is so important because we're you're getting the most out of the child yeah. and it's, it's more natural and it's not forced. Mm-hmm. It's not you have to do this and you have to do that. You know, so I think that it is so awesome that you guys are providing this environment for the children and the families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, there we, was, um, and two, we have the ability to go outside. Children with disabilities yeah, yes. love to be outside and children mm-hmm. with autism thrive outside. And, and yes. you can do that. When I mean, I lived in a fishbowl for so long, you know, going to rehab place after rehab place where I had my closet or I had my right. room you know, on the whatever floor and it was beautiful and it was great, but children need to be outside playing. So that is one of the biggest things is we are outside all the time. We're down, we go down the sidewalk, five or six houses and, you know, we wave at the neighbors and the dogs and the mailman. And it it just gives us such a natural way to engage. It feels like when these parents go home, they practice it. Yes. And a place where it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, and two, we're incredibly family centered. So families are fully integrated in our sessions and that we we do more coaching. We let the families play and we'll give them cues. You know, this is what they're doing. This is, and we'll kind of tweak what they're doing to get the most out of their child. But um, for the most part, we don't take it out away from their family. We bring yeah. the whole family and we go outside or inside or in the room and we have the family do the therapy. And I think um, what is really good about your setting, what you're describing is also for the family. They don't have to go. I know you spoke about the child not going to a hospital. That's right. But for the parent as well, it's yes. a lot going to the hospital, especially if you had a traumatic um, pregnancy, birth and NICU experience, PICU experience having to relive and go through that same drive, calming your child down. And then the first 15 minutes of the session is yes. shot because you're trying to console. And then I think also 
with you guys being in a house, it's great because it teaches the family what to use in their house. That's and then right. Not being hospital stuff when they ask you, oh, where did you get that from? I see little yes. Johnny's doing really well with that. It's not like, oh, it's this five, six hundred dollar thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this medical book. We're really not going to be able to get it. Maybe you can get a scholarship, but we're going to try, you know, you have stuff that can go in people's house. They, they can look, oh, it's in the living room. This will fit. Look, he's climbing on this couch so That's well. Right. You know, it just gives that. And then with them being able to go outside and go to a restaurant or go out in a group, mm -hmm. that is a huge thing for families because- yes. Like you said, we're that gang. So yeah, those people are staring. Well, they're staring at all of us. So, That's right. you know, so it's not just one. And we're all have, you know, children with different abilities, yes, disabilities. Mm -hmm. So we're all used to it. I used to laugh going out with one mom. Her son had a trach. I was like, oh, well, you're you're not scared when I turn on the suction machine. You're used That's to right. it. Or you're like, do you have an extra um sterile war? You know, so just <laughs> you understand each other. So I That's think what right. you guys, what you described and what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. And I will say, you know, I did, I did a lot of time in many different settings. So I'm not just saying this compared to one setting, but I am astounded at the progress children are making in the home. It was beyond what I could have anticipated. What I saw would take me like a month or two in another setting is happening in a week or two in the mm -hmm. home. And even bigger deal, and this has been the, the funnest thing to me, mm -hmm. is just what you were saying, Nicole. We'll do things like in the living room, and then families will send us videos in their living room doing the same thing. And we didn't even tell them to do that. They're just like awesome. doing it. it. There's like... There's this excitement about therapy and getting involved and um, empowering them to feel like they're competent to help their children, which mm -hmm. doesn't come naturally. You know, I mean, that's scary. And mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're in kind of a more sterile environment, you're getting all this information thrown at you. You get these worksheets handed at you and you get all of this checkoff and you need to do this and you need to do that. And you've already got way more on your plate than you could ever handle. Mm -hmm. So how about we have a, so much fun at therapy that you can't wait to get home and do it. Right. And it makes it just feel right. So the flow works much better. And that makes progress. Kids come back better every week. And I'm just shocked. And then probably the parents are more encouraged to go home and work because they're not like, you know, I know some families, I mean, I've had my moments with Lorenzo where I knew the whole therapy session was just going to be crying. And I'm like, oh, we got to go another day. Let's go. But now it's like, oh, we're just going to go play with Miss Lori and Miss Cameron at the house. Come on, y'all. That's exactly right. You know, so mom is not stressed. Dad's not freaking out. You know, everyone's. Ooh, this is just a fun play date. So that's awesome. Yes, it is. And we can decorate like we just decorated for fall and we do, you know, crafts and product projects. So we can make it kind of like a preschool where we just it's not always the same thing day and day and day. Because, I mean, we were getting bored out of our mind. There's just only so much you can do when you treat children for years. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets old. So right. if it's old for me, it's old for them and it's old for you. Right. So, I mean, why are we, do you ever stop and say, why are we doing this? You right. know, why? That's so right. it needs to have value. It always needs to have value added mm -hmm. from everybody. So. Amazing. Yeah. And then even just like thinking about, you know, um, when they start going to school or even just the pressures, like you were saying, mm -hmm. um, being put a place upon the, the child to do such and such by this time, or they have to, yeah. you know, meet this certain type of, a standard curriculum or goal or whatever, it's like, it's like world learning 
And that's becoming mm-hmm. more like known and prevalent now that like world learning is like the best way to go because your child is able to go out into their natural environment. They're able mm-hmm. to learn, learn and see about the things that are going to be in their future that they will need to have access to and have knowledge about. And they're learning about it at an early age by mm-hmm. seeing the postman, by seeing that, you know, animals on the street, the dogs, mm-hmm. the cats and walking on the sidewalk and, you know, you can't, you know, walk too close over here because the road is there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's giving them this environment where they're able to learn what mm-hmm. they need to know for life and social skills also. And that That's is so true. important for the children to be able to have that. Yeah, we literally work on not running away on the sidewalk. Like we'll harness them and then work mm-hmm. on stop, you know, say work on road safety because we have the ability to do that. Yeah, um, and it is, it's so important. And another yeah. wonderful thing is because we have multiple therapists, we all may have a child, but we can we can treat them together. So like this past week, we had a little girl that mom said, we can't go to a restaurant because every time anybody sings happy birthday, it terrifies her. And you never know when somebody's going to sing happy birthday. So we had two friends that were already playing and she brought her in and we we had a birthday party with the baby and we sang happy birthday and it did make her nervous, but we were able to get through it. So with the friends there and in that setting, we can slowly begin to work on things that are really scary in the outside world and a little bit more controlled way in our world and then move it to the outside world. Um, but we can never mix patients before. You know, it's not something we can really do. Mm-hmm. So if the family's okay, and they're always like, yes, we love this. We love the idea of, hey, you want to play together? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not like in our separate rooms. We'll be in the living room and we'll have a balloon party and throw balloons everywhere. And there'll be three kids and there's three therapists. So they're getting treatment, but they're all playing together. We're all working on different goals, but the families don't know that. They just see That's kids awesome. playing a game together, running around mm-hmm. a living room in a house. So <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's creativity to the nth degree. There's like no boundaries on what we really can just fun-wise do. Um, and we have play groups too. So we have a play group coming up next week. And the theme is like everything water. So we're going to have all kind of water play and just get the little ones together in our backyard and have a water day. So it's still therapy though. It's all right, therapy. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. And that is, that is so needed, um, you know, just for the children to be able to pick up on those social skills to prepare mm-hmm. them for you know, going to school because I know I was like, uh, my daughter, she is 13. And, and so just last year, I was like, this is the first time that we have been able to go out as a family and eat dinner at a restaurant together. Like one day we went out and I was like, this is the first time that we've been able to go out and she wasn't screaming and yelling. And, you know, so being able for the kids to experience that and gain those skills and learn how to, um, you know, react and handle those situations with Mm -hmm. other children and other families. I mean, that is just amazing to have that space to be able to do that and feel comfortable and for them to, you know, learn because I know, you know, with a lot of parents, they don't even want to go out. They don't, this is why we're isolated because we're scared to, to go out and deal with that and not know how to handle those types of situations, whether it's how, you know, we're going to react or a child or other people will react to 
you know, the the screaming and yelling and things like that. So that's amazing for the parents to be able to get out and be able to be around other families that are going through the same thing that they are going through and children to see, oh, you know, this child is like me, they're like me. So, you know, I think that is so important for them to have that space to be able to do that. And I think a lot of our families wouldn't try it if we weren't doing it in an organized yeah. way. Like it's a clear mm -hmm. meet and greet. They they know we're going to be there. So we kind of have a safety net and they know yeah. other families are going to be there. So I think it's getting a lot of families to try things they would never think to try before and be so successful at it because it's been tremendously successful. And then um, and you guys offer mm -hmm. parent training, too, right? We're getting, we're working on that. We've, um, we've only been open five months. So that is, oh my gosh. Up, yeah, yeah. that is up and running. We started our, our meet and greets, our play groups. We are also in process of starting a parent support group. Um, hopefully in um, October or November, we're going to get that going. And then parent trainings. We want to do various um, people have volunteered to do trainings. Um, so we absolutely want to get that going, but we're still planning that. But we will definitely, I mean, that, and that would be without children. So it could either be online or you could come to the house. And it would be a, a variety of topics. And um, because we're nonprofit, we ask the family, what do you need? What do you want? What times do you want the meet and greet? Where do you want to go? So most of the things we do is driven off of information we gather from the families. Um, so, and, and usually what they say is different than what we anticipated they would say. So <laughs> really funny, which is great. So we want to make sure that we're using their input a lot. Um, awesome. And if they tell us something, you know, like even as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, doing some sort of like babysitter training might be a great, you know, I'm thinking of like things that we can right. do because that's needs that need to be met. So we're always kind of thinking ahead as to what need needs to be met and how could we meet that mm -hmm. as part of the nonprofit. So those are exciting things to think about. That's yeah. awesome. And then you were talking about, you know, your experience with children and, um, you know, mostly working with toddlers. So is there an age cap or age limit on um, or age requirement for the patient, the children that you take in to do therapy with? Well, we are very comfortable taking them straight from the NICU or straight from birth. Um, usually, you know, that would be a motor therapist, like an occupational therapist or um, physical therapy generally starts that early. Speech usually starts around 15 months. That's our favorite time to get started on there. We do tend to attract a lot of either more involved children or children who need multiple therapies or more intensive therapy or children with autism. We have a very high caseload of very young children with autism. Most families are maybe aware, but they don't have a diagnosis yet. So they kind of come to us as a first stop. So we've been doing, Cameron and I have been doing this so long that we've got a really gentle way of kind of easing a family into, you know, this is what it is. This is what it's not. This is what to expect. This is the goods, the highs and the lows. Um, but the biggest thing is you, you've got to try, you know, you've got people here to support you um, and just to really always celebrate every single thing that occurs um, and mm -hmm. that it, it's such a big deal that just any change or anything that happens. So usually we start around toddlers. We go up to five because our goal is really to 
do kind of the natural evolution of sending them to school. That tends to be what families choose to do. Um, and even though they say they're going to continue therapy, it's important that a family is a family. And when you're going to ABA and you're going to school and then after school, you bring them to speech and OT and PT and you're getting home at seven o'clock at night and you haven't made dinner. It's too much. It's just too much on the family. And a lot of times the kids are falling asleep at the table. You know, it's not even beneficial. So we encourage a very natural approach to do what feels right. Um, if you have a lot of value in therapy, then continue. But if it's run its course, it's run its course. Do something different. Do swim, do, you know, soccer, do taekwondo. You know, at five, they should be starting to do other things with their lives. And my personal opinion, they shouldn't be in therapy all the time. So we kind of try and encourage the families to start to expand that, their child's horizons and just broaden their experiences and to really let the educational system kind of take it from there. So usually about age five, we've done what we really feel like we're good at doing and we pass the baton. Mm -hmm. And even with you saying that, um, Lori, you know, sometimes as a parent of a child with special needs and having a child that has um, severe disabilities, you know, like quadriplegic. My daughter has quadriplegic cerebral palsy. So, right. you know, she's total care. And with you, you know, just talking about at five, you, you know, they go to school and everything like that. I know even sometimes in my time, just thinking to myself and I'm questioning, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, juggling all of these things, taking her to therapy all the time. She's 13 now. And um, as far as her, her strength, as far as being able to sit up and really participate in a lot of activities, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, am I wasting time taking her to therapy? You know, as a parent, we have to like sit down and kind of step into reality of things and be like, what what are the benefits that my child is getting from therapy at this point? You know, what is it doing for my mental health and, you know, maybe my goals and plans in life of what I want to do since, you know, my life has probably been on hold for a long time doing this therapy up until this point. Um, so how is it benefiting both of us? Um, you know, is it helping her progress any further than what where she already is at mm -hmm. at this point? You know, those are things that I have to sit down and really like think about and evaluate. Um, and I just like I said, as parents, we have to sit down and think about that um, because I know just the you know, therapy. We like we have to do therapy. We have to take a child there. We have to. But just mm -hmm. how you're teaching the parents how to do this therapy at home, because right. most of the day they're going to be with their parents mm -hmm. if they're not in school we have to be their teachers. We're their, their first teachers. So is it now to the point where I should be doing the teaching and continuing on what I have learned over these years that, you know, help her continue with the quality of life that she's going to have, or should I continue, you know, putting all this stuff on my plate and, and taking her to therapy and not getting home until late or blocking out this time when, you know, the progression is not, it's not, you know, making a big impact on, on her life. So, you know, those are things that I think that we have to think about too. And so that's a good thing to, for parents to think about when they are going to therapy and just with you having that, 
you know, natural progression, like you said, I think that's a very um, mm-hmm. important thing to think about and a, a good um, step for the parents to be able to take. Uh, and hopefully, you know, for those parents that maybe their child has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and maybe their child might be doing a little bit more, you know, and therapy is helping, but that's something that you have to sit down and evaluate, you know, for yourself and your child and, you know, their quality of life. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's so important that, you know, you do do that um, and let the natural progression go and, um parents just think about that and continue to be your child's first teacher and take what you have learned and continue to help your child the best that you can um, without stressing yourself and putting yourself in different positions that, you know, are are just, you know, dragging you along and you feel like Mm -hmm. you're so tired, you have all this weight um, Mm -hmm. on top of you. So, you know, those are things to think about. That's exactly right. This is not mine, but I I use this often and I heard it many years ago with the spoons theory where you like you start the day with so many spoons and um, you give out your spoons all day long. And when you're out of spoons, you're out of spoons. And if you're out at two o'clock in the afternoon, then you didn't manage like what you needed to have to get through the rest of your day. And I, I think it takes a lot. I mean, parents of children with special needs have a tremendous amount of just responsibility and planning and thinking on them. And they often, like you're saying, forget to add themselves and, you know, their, their own relationships into the equation. And so what I try and tell families is think about those spoons. I mean, those are valuable spoons. Don't give me a spoon if I don't deserve one. Okay? And you need to keep that spoon for you then it's not happening today. You know, you need to think about how important those are and give them out to where they're really, really valuable. And it is okay to keep one. It's important to keep one for yourself and to make sure that you have it spread out through the day. And if you are driving all day, so you can check them in, drop them off, pick them up, let them sleep in the car, drive to the next one, give them a snack, they fall asleep, they have a tantrum, you get home, there's nothing left in you, but there's also nothing left in the child. But you checked it off, right? Hey, I checked off all of these things. So I just want to have a healthy perspective on, I ask families all the time, why? Why are you doing that? And if you give me a good answer, that's great. You know, you have a clear goal and this is working and we're working on this, go for it, let's do it. But if you're telling me you're doing this because because I'm supposed to says who, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you are the expert on your child. That's just all there is to it. So you need to really think about what is healthy for my child, for me, for, for siblings. I tell families all the time, do not make all of your siblings lives rotate around your child with a disability. I mean, they are important and they have different needs, but all of your children need to fill that individual need. So it's okay to take a little, do a little less therapy or maybe a little less time to share it with your other children. Give them spoons too, you know, that you have permission to do that. And it's not guilt. It's wonderful. It's like a freeing understanding right. of I am a great mom and I'm a great dad and I'm doing a great job at this. And it doesn't mean I spend 30 hours a week in therapy. It just doesn't. If it works, it works. That's great. If it doesn't, cut it loose. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. yeah. And um, I know that you were saying that you guys, you take insurance. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And then, you know, you're also a nonprofit. So what are the parent options there with the insurance? Um, How does that, how does that work? If they have insurance are Mm -hmm. uh, fully billing, um, are they allowed to pay for some sessions? How does that work? Yes, that's a great question. So it takes a lot of work and energy and a very long time to get credentialed. And credentialed is when an insurance company allows you to be in network. So we are in network with all Medicaids and I take all Medicaids um, fully. Um, even when people say that, you know, you're not going to stay in business, I'll say, watch me because we're doing just fine. And I'm very excited to be able to offer that to anyone Regardless of their um, ability to pay, we take every single person. Um, we're in network with Tricare, all the Tricares, United Healthcare. Um, mm-hmm. I have for 15 years. I've been trying to get into network with Blue Cross Blue Shield and have been denied over and over. And I wrote them a letter, basically telling them kind of what we talked about today: that families should be allowed to go to a place that they feel comfortable. And they gave me an invitation to be in network. So kudos to Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. like impossible to do. Um, we're in the process and it is not an easy process, but I really hope by the beginning of next year, we are going to be fully credentialed with Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is a huge win for us and for our families because so mm-hmm. many families have that insurance. In yeah. um, Cigna and Aetna, we have out-of-network benefits. They're also a little hard to crack into, but we're still going to go after it. So we do have out-of-network benefits. Um, some, so we take, we basically follow the insurance at that point. So all Medicaid's are covered. And then we have, we take co-pays just like you would go to any other place in the city. Um, if for some reason your plan denies you, so say you have a $10,000 deductible, that's, you would never meet that. Then we have the ability to move you over to the nonprofit and we have a sliding fee scale based on income and your child's disability. Um, so you would never pay more than $50 a visit or less than 30. So your, your payment would be between 30 and 50 for a visit. And, um, then, so basically the nonprofit covers the rest of that. So they pay about half of it. So it just reduced the cost. So we try not to use that because I feel like insurance companies should be accountable for providing services for children when their families are paying their premiums. So we try very hard to use insurance benefits, but when it's just not possible, we're able to use the um, tribe donations to support those families. And we also have fundraising abilities, um, things that we're doing that you can give in a child's name. Or we've had two different families do their child's birthday presents as donations. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to apply that money straight to their therapy to cover therapy. So that's the great thing about having the nonprofit is we can use money um, in a different way and really be able to funnel it directly to the families. So we're getting creative. We're always looking for new things to do. Um, and I'm very excited for the, the gala that's coming up. So we're hoping just to get our name out there and to attract more donors who are interested in what we're doing. And just, again, filter that money straight to the families to provide support. Awesome. So do you guys take any type of scholarships or? Um, so, yes, we take, or- I always get it wrong. What was formerly the Gardner Scholarship? It's like five words now. <laughs> up for students, unique abilities, scholarships. Thank Family empowerment. <laughs> Family empowerment. Yes, we take okay. that. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. okay. That's awesome. Good information. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, what about like um, scholarships? 
scholarships from um, different organizations that donate to families. Um, maybe like, you know, how the JT Townsend Foundation, they like help families out a lot. If they were donating, you know, to so many services of therapy, do you guys like work out something like that? We haven't had anybody do that yet, but we're perfectly capable of that. We're a fully functioning 501c3, so we can take, um, we can legally take all scholarships, donations, and when someone does donate to us, they have the right to tell us how to use that money. That's um, so yes. Yeah, so anything that comes in that is designated, we would do that with that money. Um, and then a lot of families go after their own support like that. Awesome. And um, okay, so I have to ask too, is there a waiting list for speech? So absolutely not. <laughs> um, our new speech therapist, our new speech therapist who is adorable. Um, I, we are absolutely in love with her, started last week. So um, she got right in there and the kids just went all over her and she fit right in. Um, so it was a good, it was a good fit. And it's been so cool with Tribe because we've done nothing traditionally. Like she found us, most people just kind of walk in our door and, um, it really is like Mr. Rogers wow. neighborhood that people walk in and say, Hey, I was thinking this. I was like, I was thinking that this morning. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. So, um, right. That's awesome. started. and she's working two days a week right now, but she is going to flex up to full time as we build her schedule. So I will probably mm -hmm. tend to keep, again, my thing is kind of that young autism co-treatment. So there's definitely kids that I will tend to keep as she's growing her skill, but she's fantastic. So zero wait list on speech. Yeah. We've not been awesome. on wait list yet, so, but yeah, we're filling up. Awesome. Okay. Yes. All right. That is and so good. What are your, right. Cause it's like a long wait. What are your hours of operation? So we open at eight 30 Monday through Thursday okay. and go till five. And then we're eight 30 to 1230 on Fridays. That's what we're doing right now. All of us are commuting into Riverside. So it's been a little tricky getting there at eight. So okay. had to bump it at 8.30 and then, yeah, we're working until five. So that's what we're trying out now. Again, we're only five months in. So we're, we're kind of right. flexible to see what families need. Okay. Um, okay. But so far we've been able to work it out really nicely. That's and awesome. so how do families get started? What do they, do they need a, prescript, a prescription mm -hmm. referral? How do they get started with services with Tribe Rehab? So yes, we always need a prescription, but we can also do that for them. So on our website, if you just Google tribe rehabilitation or the website is in the tribe.net, mm -hmm. there is a contact form on there and it asks your basic demographic information, your name, your address, and it asks for your insurance information on there. So we go ahead and run your insurance so that when we call you that first time, you know exactly what, what's covered and what to expect. And then if there is issues, we can offer you the nonprofit and kind of explain that. Um, if families decide to come in, then we usually contact the pediatrician for them and get all the prescriptions and get all that ready to go. If family already has that, then they can just fax it to us and we're, we run the insurance benefits and we're good to go. But yeah, on our website, there's a form you fill out and that goes directly to us. And we um, try to get you started depending on your insurance, if you need authorization or anything like that. But we try and get you started within a week. Wow. That yeah. is amazing. 
Uh, well, so you guys heard it first. There is no waiting list. For no waiting okay. yes. no list. So if you are interested in services at Tribe Rehab, please make sure that you go and check out their website, um, yeah. intribe.net, right? In the tribe.net. In the tribe.net. Yes. And uh, make sure you check out their Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, Instagram. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have like YouTube or anything like that or TikTok, but we're working on know. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure those TikTok videos will probably be really fun. So, yes. <laughs> um, check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, check out their website if you have any further questions. Um, their contact information will be on their website and on their social media pages. And I'm sure you can call in also if you have uh, questions about yes. anything or send an email and mm-hmm. um, sure that they will get right with you. I mean, this is such a great um, just opportunity, a great environment, mm-hmm. a great space for uh, young children to develop mm-hmm. and learn. As I always say, those early developmental years from birth to age five, six are so crucial and important mm-hmm. for our children and for so them to be in their most natural setting environment is so important for their health and growth. And um, I mean, I'm so happy that you guys are providing this environment and setting for not only the children, but the families that is so important because the children are learning from their, mm-hmm. their families first. Right. Um, so, I mean, I am just so thankful um, for Tribe Rehab and, um, I mean, this model that you guys have going on is so awesome. Um, And you just, you didn't think about the kids, you thought about the families and everything that we have had to go through um, during their early years and, you know, birth and all that stuff, the hospital Mm -hmm. and everything. That's just amazing um, that Mm -hmm. you have thought about all of these things when you put this wonderful uh, organization together. So again, if you guys have any questions, if you are ready to get your child into therapy or switch them, move them, um, please reach out to Tribe Rehab. Uh, Make sure you uh, like their page on Facebook and uh, follow them on Instagram. And thank you so much, Lori, for joining us Mm -hmm. and talking about Tribe Rehab. We appreciate you so much. Um, and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Two Moms and Some Labels. Until next time, we will see you all. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah.